you know you have a good man if they can give you the best present, have you feel really seen, appreciated, and have the most extraordinary surprise date. Now, if any of you are listening to this and you can resonate, it's like, holy goodness, this is setting up our partners to fail and it is setting up our birthdays to have disappointment. Welcome to The Art of We, the podcast where we explore how committed partnerships can be potent vehicles for fully delivering our gifts to the world. Hi, I'm Krista Vanderveer, a seasoned consultant and executive coach. And I'm Dr. Will Vanderveer, a leader and educator in integrative mental health and wellness. As husband and wife and business partners, we keep learning that the key to maximizing our authenticity and impact in the world lies inside the health, security, and depth of our relationship. On this show, we'll pull back the curtains to share lessons, insights, and practices from our own marriage and professional careers that help us thrive. If you're a leader, founder, or overachiever, and you want to leverage your relationships for personal and collective growth, then you're in the right place. Welcome to episode 32 of the Art of We podcast. If you have heard this podcast before, you know that we normally do a co-hosted situation where I am co-hosting the podcast with my beloved husband, Will. He is not here today. And the reason why he's not here today is in part because of the subject that I'm going to talk about with you, which is birthdays and how to do birthdays really well in terms of a couple and a partnership and supporting each other to have the kind of birthday that is really meaningful. Now, I know that birthdays for some people can be really charged. They can carry a lot of load, meaning that there's issues that come up that younger parts arrive on on the scene when we might have unspoken expectations or we're not having a really explicit and collaborative experience around co-creating the birthday experience and then having the birthday experience together. Will and I met in 2017. So we just completed our sixth year of doing birthdays together because his birthday is in late March and my birthday is in late May. And we're really committed to the kind of birthday where each partner feels really honored and seen and appreciated and has an experience that is something that they really want to have rather than having an experience around a birthday that just triggers younger parts of us, that gets us into conflict, that has one of us leave the situation being deflated or disappointed. And we're just like, we don't want to do birthdays like that anymore. So here are some things that we've learned about doing birthdays together since we've been together. And those of you who are listening, I would so love to hear from you about how you do birthdays in your partnership, because I think that there's a really big opportunity to have birthdays be a transformative and joyful experience for both partners. Will and I are fresh off of my birthday weekend, which I just turned 49 earlier this week. And the reason why we didn't record the podcast is because it was on the calendar, but somehow in the midst of a holiday weekend and a birthday weekend, it fell off the map. And then right before bed last night, I was like, oh, shoot we didn't upload our podcast, what are we going to do? So here I am, and I'm excited to dive in with you. Before I get into the lessons that we've learned around how to create a really extraordinary birthday experience for each other, I just want to name that there are a lot of complexities for many people when it comes to birthdays. Of course, there are some of us who don't have a complex relationship to birthdays, 
And there are some of us who have a very complex relationship to our birthdays. For me growing up, I feel like the memories of my birthday were all about a material social event that ultimately never ended up being something that left me feeling deeply seen, known, appreciated, joyful, or that left me with super positive memories about birthdays. I believe whatever imprint each of us had around birthdays as a child ends up filtering our experience as an adult, especially if we haven't done some pretty conscious work around how we relate to birthdays or how we want to relate to birthdays and how they might be influenced based on our history. So while there are a lot of layers of complexity that I'm not going to go into here on this podcast, I just want to name that they are or can be pretty deeply vulnerable or triggering or anxiety producing for some people. With that said, obviously Will and I come from very different backgrounds, different families, and we bring into the relationship a particular type of filter about birthdays that we get to work with each other. And the more that we can become conscious about those filters and perspectives about birthdays, the more we find that we can have a lot more fun and for it to be a lot less stressful. Okay, so let's get into the lessons. So I thought about three specific lessons that have made a really big difference for our birthdays so far. The first lesson is to not play the guess what I want for my birthday game. This is a very ultimately, usually unsatisfying and disappointing game. When the birthday person wants to see, and maybe it's unconsciously, but in some level, they want to see if their partner can give them the greatest birthday experience without giving their partner any or hardly any tips or information or pointers towards what they want for their birthday. Historically, I played this out in my partnerships. It was kind of like, you know you have a good man if they can give you the best present, have you feel really seen, appreciated, and have the most extraordinary surprise date. Now, if any of you are listening to this and you can resonate, it's like, holy goodness, this is setting up our partners to fail and it is setting up our birthdays to have disappointment. Now, if this was an explicit agreement about how you do birthdays, like, okay, let's test each other to see who can give who the best birthday without any or hardly any information from the birthday person. If it's explicit agreement that you guys are doing that, that could be a different context. And who knows, maybe that would be really fun. But for me and for us, we have found that the more that we can both take responsibility for the experience of the birthday and for both of us to get our needs met, not just the birthday person, that we ultimately are having a much more fun experience. Which leads me to lesson number two, which is to set yourself and your partner up for success by really doing the internal work of getting really clear, really freaking clear about what it is that you desire for your birthday. Again, all of us have different relationships with our birthdays, but if we're not being really honest with ourselves about what it is that we 
deeply want, what our soul wants at this time in our lives, how we want to be seen, how we want to be known, then we aren't setting our birthday up for a real success and we aren't setting our partner up to help us have it be successful. Personally, this generally requires that I bump up against the challenge of receiving, of wanting something and going and asking for it, of wanting something and wondering if it's too much to ask for from another person or other people. And this can be a real edge for me. But if I'm not doing the work, then that means that my partner, Will, has to work extra hard to try to figure out what I want. And ultimately, if I don't even know what I want, then he's going to feel like he let me down because he couldn't figure it out. And similarly for me, I know when it starts to get mid-February, late February, and I'm thinking about Will's birthday at the end of March, and I'm asking him questions about what he wants and he doesn't know, and we're not really getting in there and co-creating the experience together, I can get into some pretty high levels of stress and I can get into rabbit holes like on the internet trying to find things that I think he might like, but I don't know if he's actually going to like it. And then, you know, I get the stuff and then he opens the presents and he doesn't like it. And then I need to go and return everything. It's just like this whole unnecessary drama and stress that we put on our partners when we're not actually doing the work again of figuring it out. What do we actually need for our birthday to feel really amazing? What do we want? And every year that goes by, I learn that I can be more and more and more specific about what I really want. And so can Will. And then we can have these birthdays that are just record-breaking birthdays because we did the work together. Okay, so the third and final lesson that I'm going to share today is about using the breakdowns, the birthday breakdowns and disappointments when they do happen, because often they will happen no matter how much we plan, as catalysts for changing something and doing something different and healing something. I think for most of us, when there's a breakdown or something doesn't go just exactly right, or maybe not everybody showed up to the party, or we didn't get what we wanted, we can perceive that there was something wrong with our birthday. Somebody messed up. Somebody or somebody's don't love us. Our day is ruined. You know, all the things that we can say about our birthdays when there's a breakdown. But what if we really took the perspective of whatever happens on my birthday is exactly right, and we perceive the breakdowns as opportunities to work through something that is necessary for us to step into our next level of development, our next level of growth, and really to take responsibility for how we're impacting our own day, how we're impacting our relationship as a result of getting stuck in some sort of story or narrative that the birthday is messed up. I'll use a small example that happened for us this weekend, which was that I was really, 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 really wanting, for some reason, I wanted this amazing brunch on my birthday. I wanted a birthday brunch with all the abundant choices on the menu and maybe a little sparkly something yummy drink. And I wanted to have it be in a particular fashion, a particular way. And it was, I was like craving it for like two weeks before my birthday, this brunch that I was anticipating. And so Will and I, did some research. He found this really amazing restaurant that looked perfect. We made a reservation and <laughs> and then we show up at the restaurant just when they had switched the menu from brunch to lunch and were no longer serving brunch. Now from the outside, it's like not really a big deal, right? 
from the inside, I could feel the pull of wanting to make it a story about my birthday is messed up, the whole day is ruined, this is the one thing I wanted, part of me wanted to blame Will. You know, the whole narrative was pulling me forward to be like righteous about my birthday and wanting to be blamey and go down a rabbit hole of negativity. And I really think that the opportunity for us to witness our own rabbit holes that we can get into about the narrative story, about what's happening to us in the moment, when we can really witness that, then becomes the opportunity for us to wake up to something else. And in this particular moment, it honestly took me about four or five minutes to stare at the menu, the lunch menu, look it over, work my, you know, oh no, this isn't breakfast, this is ruined, and to realize that it was a really ridiculous narrative. And I feel so grateful for the opportunity because had I not woken up to that, I probably would have been a pouty ball of energetic grossness all day long. (laughs) And that wouldn't have been fun for me, and it certainly wouldn't have been fun for Will. Okay, so there are many more lessons that Will and I are learning about our birthdays, but essentially those are three that feel really big for us. And what I can say is that we're rewriting what birthdays mean to us. We are looking at old traditions and making sure that if there's any kind of tradition we want to do or to have or a ritual that we're really updating every year, like, is this something that we want? It's even, do we want to have a social gathering? Do we want to have family? Do we want to have a gift exchange? Like we're really dialing it in. So we're not just walking into some sort of unconscious patterning around our birthdays. We would so love to hear how you and your partner celebrate birthdays and what lessons you're learning about what makes it extraordinary, what doesn't work, and learn from you. So please reach out to us. You can go to kristavanderveer.com to email us directly, or you can go to your favorite podcast platform and leave us a comment in the reviews. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will be with you next week. Take care. Thank you so much for joining us. If you found this content valuable, please follow this show and share it with your partner or other key collaborators. If this show has sparked an interesting conversation based on these topics, we'd love to hear from you. Find us on Instagram at Art of We Podcast. And we'll see you next time when we explore what it means to be better together, like butter and toast on the Art of We Podcast.